listeners, sorry about this in advance, but you'll hear like a humming noise in the background, and that is my mom's oxygen machine. I couldn't turn it off for the recording, it was kind of one of those things, so I apologize in advance if it's super distracting, um, hopefully it won't be a recurring issue. Alright, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Ain't Shit Show. I'm so excited Welcome. about today's desk. Welcome, friend and narrow. Welcome. <laughs> I'm so excited about today's guest because our our guest today is an actual published author, like not a schizo who published their stuff through mailing it to themselves or through a Substack <laughs> like me, uh, but an actual real deal published author, Fred, uh, Fred Sharman, six or is it seven foot five, right? No, wait, seven, five, seven, five foot eleven, something. Five, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what it is. No, no, no. I can't remember. Seven six five. Is that what it is? Seven six five. Seven six five is. Yeah, that's your at on Twitter. Uh, I'm trying to get you some Twitter clout, which you don't need because you, you're like what 10k? You're you're 10k plus. Only because I've been We're on there for like 15 years. Twitter clout. Like it's it's just. Yeah, I know. That's like most of my followers. I think I've got probably like 40 or 50 active exactly. ones at best. The rest are just people that I've collected along. Yeah, the all way. the active ones I are in group chats anyway. So. I have uh, like 700 followers, and all of them are active. <laughs> unfortunately, and it's only hey, yeah, it's terrible. It's <laughs> yeah, I I am the nexus point of insane DMs on Twitter, <laughs> like sort of like a sort of like a, a poor man's riddler, if you yeah, will. kind of. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that that photo he of has a girl. 561 riddler. followers on social media, <laughs> <laughs> dedicated, ready to go. But uh, no, Fred, you're like, you, you write, you write and talk about biocosmism, which like for the homies that don't know, because I don't talk about it often. It's not, it's hardly ever brought up. I think we haven't really talked about it since uh, we were doing the intergalactic railroad stuff really early on in the pod, which is always yeah. great. And like, I think what's interesting to me is that because I, because I don't talk about it often and I never really do. I'm not a man that does research. I'm just kind of a guy that will look at something and be like here's the vibe and then that's right that's kind of like that's my analysis of things so like <laughs> feel like when i told when i remember we were we're in a like group chat all of us and we kind of like you know shit poster group chat i i admitted that i had no idea what biocosmism is and you were like pretty like no dude it's the homies you know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> and i was like oh cool and so if you want to like talk a little bit more about biocosmism and kind of how it coalesces around this idea that we together are can be better like i'm you know happy to hear yeah that. you know i mean first off i think research is in a lot of ways just like vibes with footnotes it's like where do the <laughs> yeah. what are you what are you into or what what like sparks your interest and then i mean you know we were talking about this before the show started like this book leads to that book leads to this book leads to the other book and you know you've got but you've got to have like an agenda to like read things i think you know i'm a big believer that like that um everybody comes from somewhere and you have to like start from where you're at in order to like in order to tease out a path through you know the big pile of books or whatever or the big pile of pdfs that's mm -hmm. gonna uh just accumulate otherwise it's it, it'll end up just noise and you'll end up lost and that agenda will change right as you go through as you navigate through the pile and follow the connections and follow the citations, you know, that other people have left along their vibe path. So, um, you know, for me, I was, I was interested in uh, ideas about biocosmism, really partly from the vibes of the Intergalactic Railroad podcast. Um, I was writing about living in space and there are all these sort of holes in the, in the pile of books out there when you're reading about this stuff because these ideas go back you know 150 hundreds and hundreds of years and you know mm -hmm. there there are like there are holes in the there are holes in the vibes you know there are holes in the citations mm -hmm. and um i think things like the intergalactic railroad podcast like kind of realize you know max and mike like realize there's a hole in the vibes this is you know another thing we were talking about in the group chat that that biocosmism mm -hmm. was like a kind of blank spot in the map and they just decided, like, okay, I'm gonna, we're gonna grab this as our thing, and we're gonna fill this in. And I thought that was just such a cool way to go about a project, you know, which is in, in itself also a research project. That this sort of understudied um, uh, piece of bizarre, you know, early 20th century post-revolutionary Russian Soviet, early Soviet 
thought um, could be the start of like you know a meme movement you know if you like and mm -hmm. following through on that you know you find like whole subcultures of people that are posting about like oh our brothers the dolphins are going to help us bring the aliens to earth and start a nuclear war which also has its roots in like weird soviet theoretical revolutionary thinking mm -hmm. in jay posadas who was mm -hmm. a central who was a south american um marxist during the 1950s and mm -hmm. 60s who actually you know wanted to start wanted aliens to come and start a nuclear war so so there's this like you know i think that's a great point to start is like the intersection of vibes and research and the way like the one leads mm -hmm. to the other and you know you come back around to the start so yeah you know yeah, I yeah go ahead I found myself like gravitating around high strangeness, so mm -hmm. I get it. Mm -hmm. Like I understand. I I'm the kind of person that if I tug on something, and it it unravels into like this really, I, I people get mad at me. Like real people in my real life get mad at me all the time because they're like, Marcos, there's no way that uh, you know the government not only killed JFK but the Vatican was involved. Shut up, man. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like and then I'm like, no, but okay, but hear me out though. You know, and that kind of like crazy conspiracy theory i think the difference between me and like a QAnon person is that like i will say i'm wrong and be like you know i know that i'm full of shit but it's interesting because now i know a lot of stuff about like operation gladio that i didn't think i would know from prior you know what i'm saying like now i know a lot about like these really strange things that we were doing in the 60s to like civilian populations you know like the, the american projects of like trying to create mind control devices and stuff and then kind of how it plays with the memetics and being able to like synchronize and like across all these different boards and channels i i get it but i my vibe has always been looking for high strangeness mm -hmm. looking for the things that is because I, I don't care if something's not true truth doesn't matter to me at all what what matters to me is that, is it interesting mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then from there i i tend to learn truth if that makes any sense but uh yeah i i think what kind of led me, and I don't know how I ended up on the biocosmist, like, because uh, I, uh, the intergalactic railroad guys, like, approached me, if I remember correctly. They was like, hey, do you guys, here's, do you want to, here's the invite to the Discord, do you want to jump on the podcast? And I had no idea what I was signing up for, and kind of like, no, no concept. And at the time, I think, when they were reaching out to me, I was talking about the homies, mm -hmm. and I was talking about it as like a memetic movement, which it still is. Right, so like I like the idea of a meme ideology, right? And I always have like this idea of like a mimetic ideology where like the ideology is a meme. So if you put too much stock into it, that's you, right? Like, hey man, that you've messed up because this is not none of this is real. But at the same time, it does have very much real world effects. We know this because companies are using memes and utilizing mm -hmm. some types of memes and signifiers and identifiers, and it becomes its own language that people can speak and like use and iterate on. And that's all I really wanted to do was set a precedence for homies to become some type of me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm, I feel like we're on the way, like it's coming. It's, it's like, it's an undercurrent, right? It's well, and that's, that's what resonated with me too, about like, about hearing you on IGGR or on IGRR and then following through and, and listening to, to you all's pod here with Ivy. Um, it's like the, the, you know, and, and this this is where because every pro, every project right like leads leaves off. There's something like left out, and you and you come back to stuff, and mm -hmm. you all have probably like uh, seen this with different projects. Like the next project is like, oh, now I, now I really figured out like all the stuff I wanted to say or work on with like the last project, and so like what you didn't get to, or when you're done with the with the last project, and you realize like, okay, this is what that was really all about. You want to do the next one, right? That becomes the foundation for like mm -hmm. whatever you want to do next or whatever you want to research next. And um, mm -hmm. for me, I didn't get a chance to, to like read enough or say enough or, or listen enough about, about biocosmism when I was researching the history of people's ideas about living in space. It was, it was a blank spot you know, in my map too. I, I got to sort of gesture towards it and say like, hey, this is part of like this whole complex of weird and interesting stuff that happened a hundred and you know, hundred years ago and it's sort of been an undercurrent is happening now. But I think, you know, to go back to mm -hmm. what you're originally asking, like, what is biocosmism in the first place? For, for me, the best definition was on Intergalactic Railroad, which is like, live forever and go to space. And, but with the caveat of like, if you, only if you want to. And, you know, mm -hmm. Alex, another, another member of our group chat, adds in like, be whatever you want to be. Like, 
be be whoever be whatever body you want to be be whatever like gender you want to be be whatever species you want to be that's what i'm doing like that's and 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 so it's sort of this like ultimate choice of like identity uh persistence in time and like ability to access space which is just amazing if you think about it and that the idea that people were seriously you know sketching this out as an as an overall like cultural goal for you know the global marxist and socialist revolution 100 years ago is just incredible you know and, and grappling with that is really mm -hmm. something that that leads a lot of interesting leads to a lot of interesting places it's it's a it's a great sort of, for me it was like a good like a good counter model to put in dialogue with other ideas about going and living forever and going to space which are all about no we're going to be the same thing forever that we're going to be just humans just like the way we are in some kind of eternal 1950s um, caricature of an American reality just for the next thousand years we're going to create this thousand year empire among the planets which is you know a serious project that people like Werner von Braun who was an actual Nazi were putting forth and like using as a template to guide the American space program um, and mm -hmm. Um, the idea that there is this, like, I think what's necessary is that choice about being and the choice about, like, different ways of being and the value of different ways of being that is inherent in biocosmism as a model That's all that also shows up in the homies, right? The, the one essential yeah. aspect of the homies for me is that they are not you. You wouldn't want to hang out with a bunch of people who are exactly like you. You wouldn't want to be in that room with people who are, you wouldn't want to be clones, right? Which is another thing we can come back to as a yeah. contemporary internet phenomenon. This this sort of like mm -hmm. pseudonymous clone army that um, that makes up these other, you know, more scary, evil nerd ideological movements. The homies are different from yeah, you. Yeah, no, I don't want that at all. And we value yeah, difference homies, for its own sake. Yeah, the homies are like by definition, not you. Yeah and they'll never be you. But at the same time, you want to be like the homies, right? Which is you just want to be as different as possible. And they, and they the same, you know, they want the same from you. And like, I don't know, I, I think one of the other things that I think about all the time about like what the, what the homies has to offer to Biocosmum and even like that this made up this new direction that it's going into the Xeno homies with, uh, with, with Xeno anarchy, which is just kind of like this idea of the universe is this big other that's trying to colonize you and make you small and weak and not real and like it's literally the universe is this giant vast void of ugly nastiness and it's trying to kill you it, it, not just you but like life in general is trying to stomp it out throughout the universe and any life any sentience itself is an other it's it's externalized it's a it's a xeno it's different it's not it's not what is the same which is like this big the entity. sameness is that so like oh yeah it's just like yeah. raw, raw, unfettered chaos, yeah. basically. Like yeah. life is definitely the anomaly. I've, like we've had fucking how many asteroids like strike the Earth, like almost annihilating it completely, mm -hmm. and it's like sprung back from like you know bacteria being like, motherfucker, we're still mm -hmm. here. <laughs> yeah, we're not going nowhere, right? And like that, yeah. <laughs> that kind of if they if they if they want to kill us, they need to send like more asteroids in a, a, a little more yeah. uh, <laughs> rapid. Yeah, well, like. So, the the next thing the step beyond that though is like the colonization of like the homie colonization of time is really oh, what man, i've been thinking about nasty. a lot where like the idea that uh we already won we already mm -hmm. won i know that we've already won because like the homies in the future are sending memes to me now through ideation like i'm i'm having these ideas i'm thinking about them it's because it's, it's, it, they're, I'm, it's not coming from me it's coming from i'm channeling mm -hmm. it from somewhere further in the same way that every direction everything that you do as a person your life is your you have agency on acting yes or no but ultimately like the seed the inspiration the ideas the drive the things that that motivate you and get you up that's sent from something in the past and in the future mm -hmm. right and it's affecting your present now it's like you are the culmination of every single one of your ancestors that has ever stepped on this foot of you know on on this planet not just like the human ones but the non-human ones right the the jellyfish that that you know spored and and created more jellyfish you're part of that you hold that in your in your dna it, it's existing you and that moves forward as well right like you you know whatever your next iteration is is still existing in you right right now and you like you're being sent 
ideas backwards in time, if that makes any sense. And that's what a meme is. A meme is just kind of like, it's a hyperstition that you work towards to make real, right? Like, and, and I don't mean like real in the sense of like a tangible, like I don't think cat girls are going to be real anytime soon. But, but like, I know, hope I get a tail eventually. <laughs> I think it's likely. Yeah. Ivy as a cat girl would rock. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. No, no, no. It's different. It's different. This is like, this is dog shit. I want people to know, like, when I'm happy, just because I have such a like, hard time showing emotions in general. Like, if they could just see when I'm, like, happy or excited or something like that. They could yeah, just you be see like, the oh, tail yeah. wagon. Yeah, they oh, just God, see the tail right. wagon a little right. bit. Or the yeah. cat Ooh. tail, the tail my girlfriend, the, my girlfriend this morning. My girlfriend this morning was like, what if I could purr? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, that would be cool. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think that, like, that's, and that's where people are like, Marcos, you're a schizophrenic man, shut up. And I'm like, well, you know, literally, yes. But also, like, come on, like, you have to think about, like, sometimes, especially, like, it feels like ideas or, like, pathways just kind of open up for you. And they just happen. Like, there's a synchronicity in that. And I think the better you get at, like, identifying that synchronicity, the more in tune to whatever the fuck the homies vibe or, like, you know, like, real shit is. Like, I don't know what it is. I call it onda because it means wave, like, it means wave mm-hmm. in Spanish. But, like, that's what it feels like. It's like you're riding a wave. And the thing about waves is they crest. You have, like, these big fucking highs. And then every now and then they break and then they you have nothing. And you're just kind of sitting there floating along. And that's life. You, f- you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to create like a mimetic framework to like understand life i guess like the ups and downs of it and that's really like my personal project with the homies is being able to give people a like uh i don't want to say a self-help book because that's fucking uh, terrible but but like a framework to to be okay Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know like to to look at the the things that happen in their life and be like none of that means anything but that doesn't that's not a bad thing it means that i have the rest of my life to to improve and that's that's like you know i want to inspire hope but also like yeah i i'm i'm I'm, i grapple with this because i'm a hater i'm a natural born (laughs) hater (laughs) i have the avatar of love right on the internet but i'm just a natural born when people are like telling me stuff and it's nice and they're like oh yeah i got a my company got picked up for a Fortune 500, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, fucking good for you, man. You know what I mean? Sick, bro. Yeah, yeah. Sick, dude. Yeah, fuck. You know, I'm like, yeah. Fuck <laughs> so, I, you know, I have to bite my tongue a lot around my peers, uh, like, for work and everything else. It's just kind of cool. No, I like, you know, like, I, I, one of the things I get a lot out of is thinking about, you know, that deep time perspective in both directions, like you all are saying, like, the the different you know the green slime that survived that was like fuck you asteroid come again and then the little little furry mammals that made it through you know 65 million years ago after the dinosaurs got whacked and you know all the different times when things could have gone another way but they didn't and we look back at that you know from our perspective in the same way that you know we can think of the future looking back at us you know we're we're here in as you know even if some even if like this podcast is getting recorded, you know, it ends up being like filed away in somewhere and like forgotten, but like rediscovered by some kind of, you know, future intelligence that's just like reads everything, right? It does the impossible and like reads every book, which is something, you know, we all want to do. Like somewhere in that is the effects and ripples of like your own life and your own attempt to, you know, to do the self-help book, like you say, like to, to, Mm -hmm. to, to make things a little bit better and to, you know, for me to expand that scope of, of difference, to expand that scope of like mm. what kind of things are possible or desirable. The idea that like the future is looking back at us the same way that we look back at the past is like really inspiring to me because there's the, that with that along with that like comes the question, well, what would you wish you have done or what 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 should you have already done tomorrow? You know, it's a good it, it's mm. a great way to kind of for me to just guide, you know, to to guide a project or to, you know, get out of bed in the, mm-hmm. in the morning or to, or in the afternoon, Ivy, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, to, yeah. <laughs> to, I work no, late, totally, uh, <laughs> I, to, to just like, to just like get that motivation to, to try to, to try to make something over the course of a day or a year or a lifetime, you know, what is the, what would the future have hoped that you have done or even the future you of, of a decade from now, like, what would you hope that you would have done by now or that you hope you would have started tomorrow? 
is really a useful question for me. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's not like That's... I don't have I don't I don't intend to have children. You know, I don't know how how you all feel about children, but like, but it it kind of doesn't matter in terms of like effect on the world. Like just getting up and walking down the street, you're leaving like your own impressions in indelible records you know that just end up being a part of something bigger so you know whether it is you know whether that that literal connection of like i am hearing the voices of my of my ancestors or descendants you know if, whether we take that 100 mm -hmm. percent literally or, or read it as literature like i think doesn't matter mm -hmm. because it can have that same effect on how you make choices and what you do to make to make better worlds yeah what well, i i think about like the way that i think about like familial patterns and stuff like that like I, I personally don't want kids mostly just because I'm like I, I'm an experiment in like you know what happens if you abuse a child enough to be cool right like that's and I think I'm a one in a 1000 chance right like I don't think it's a I don't think it's something that I'd, I'd want to repeat is really what it boils down to and I know myself like I know that I couldn't as responsible as I like to be I know that that's one responsibility that I couldn't ask of myself you know what I'm saying like I just couldn't mm. do it mm -hmm. I couldn't be I couldn't be a perfect dad I, not to say that I couldn't be a dad I could be a dad I just couldn't be the perfect one and that's what I would if I wanted to be something if I wanted to like take that that chance you know I would have to be perfect I that I, and it would kill me it would destroy mm -hmm. my brain trying to like undo everything that I you know grew up under and what it was like for me and like if I was able to like I don't know, get get a shot at doing it, I would drive myself crazy long before the kid got here. So I, I, there's no way, right? There's no way that I, I think I can. But beyond that, I, I definitely think that, you know, when I say that the homies are eternal, I'm, I am talking about what you're talking about, which is like this idea of indelible, like, impressions. I, I, I can't, there's not, I don't have a short list of it, but I can't, it's definitely like, well into the hundreds of people whose rent I've just paid, right? <laughs> or like people who I've helped mm -hmm. live, like people who I've, you know, stayed up late nights talking to them, you know, talking them off a ledge, both like literally Me. and figuratively. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't want to get personal about it, but you know, yeah, there's lots of people. Yeah, no, I, I'm one of them, I'll yeah, admit it. Yeah, there's lots of people that I've, I've spoken to. I would and, probably, I would probably still not be here if it wasn't for you. Yeah. And that kind of shit to me is what makes the homies eternal. Is that like, I've spoken to somebody, I've paid that kindness and that, you know, that's life, that's love. I'm, I'm giving life to someone else, right? I'm giving, like, pure love with no ex expectation of anything in return because I know that I get <clears throat> rewarded for it by becoming eternal, right? Like, by becoming forever, by helping one other person live, I get to continue the human project. Beyond the human project, the life project, like the bigger project, which is just life itself, right? And I, I am now part of that tapestry because I've helped other people live, right? And I think I think about that all the time. Like, that's that is my reward for why, I, and it's my it's the thing that drives me to do the things that I do to help people in the way that I help people. And people oftentimes are like, "Man, you're so selfless," and I disagree. One, I'm one hundred. I am not. I'm getting a fucking dividend out of this. I'm eternal mm -hmm. now, dude. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I'm gonna live forever, man. Like, it's I'm never gonna die. Like my my, the tendrils, the many tendrils with which I've touched so, so many people's lives is going to continue a thousand, a million, a billion fold. And I could only wish that everyone else would get on the same wavelength as me, right? And we could all live forever, right? And like that, that kind of like framing, like difference in framing, I think. That's, that also brings us to like biocosmism. Like my approach to it, because I didn't have, I didn't have the entry point of like, you know, understanding it was a Soviet movement. I didn't have the entry point of understanding that it was a sci-fi thing. I had no understanding that it was like a project for like, you know, trying to convince people of what a better future is. I had no idea what any of that stuff is. But in my own personal life, I've always thought to myself, man, death sucks. I'd love to mm -hmm. live forever. And then I figured out a way, right? <laughs> and that's, that's how I, that's, that's how I'm going to do it. And I'm going to continue doing it. And I think that more, more and more I'm convinced that I'm winning, that I'm doing the right thing. Because even when I am punished for doing stupid shit, those punishments kind of fizzle out, and I am rewarded again. I'm, like, riding back on the elevator of, of good things. One of the... And, uh, I, I, one of the wild things that, the, uh, you know, I think is interesting about reading about historical biocosmism is the way that 
you know, in, in post-revolutionary Russia, there was this like back and forth about, okay, how many revolutions is enough? And what is, you know, what is the purpose of revolution in the first place? Like, since there had just been the successful Bolshevik re re revolution in, uh, in 1917, you know, there are, of course, are movements who are like, okay, yes, we will go further. We will abolish the family life. We will abolish, we will abolish, uh, you know, material, the need for material goods entirely. We will put everything in common. We will abolish death. We will abolish, you know, and we will continue to spread across the globe beyond the borders of Russia, which, you know, happened to some degree. But as soon as mm -hmm. people have power, you know, as whether it's a result of a revolution or not, they have a vested interest in maintaining that power. So, now the former revolutionaries are counter-revolutionaries in effect because the revo the last revolution got them power. So they they have an interest all of a sudden in like saying, okay, that one was enough. And one of the origins of biocosmism was because they were saying like, okay, we will have permanent revolution in the future and in space. That was like safe to some degree to existing power structures. Mm -hmm. It was it wasn't a direct threat to, you know, the the growing you know. Bolshevik power structure in the new Soviet Union. So it was allowed to exist because they were about conquering time and space in different dimensions than, uh, than the borders of, you know, the, the country that had just been uh, taken over. And I think, you know, for me, that ties into, um, you know, my own, my own like, uh, allergy to the, the, some of the given terms that we use about living in space, which is like colonization. And a lot of people will say, okay, well, we can talk about space colonization because it's like the good kind of colonization because there's no one to displace. You know, there's no one. People think colonization just means like guys with guns show up and it's like, okay, your land is ours now. We're going to take your land and we're going to make mm -hmm. you work on it and give your profits to us. Mm -hmm. But there's so much more involved in that. It's like resource allocation. There's like taking apart natural systems and creating hierarchies out of them. Terra terraforming, right? The, the, like, the conquest of space, I think, is fundamentally different than the question of like the conquest of time. And I think, you know, you use mm -hmm. the term colonize time and colonize the future. And I think I'm so much more down with that than the idea of colonizing space. Like I'm down with colonizing time because that feels more like a battle, like like a struggle that is that is inherently like higher stakes than this played out idea of colonizing space. So I don't know whether that like yeah whether that that's just, we're fight we're yeah. no we're aligned because we're fighting we're fighting the same enemy right which is like these evil nerds that want to regress us that want us to stop looking forward and start looking backwards. Right? Forces of entropy, forces basically. Of entropy. Yeah, because yeah. I, yeah, I get mad at like the return guys, mm -hmm. right? Who are like return, return to, to return to like Rome, ret like you know, rise in your greatness, ignite the Roman lion in you and shit. And I'm like, bitch, return to an actual lion, like be, mm -hmm. right? return to where your your biodiversity. Return to green slime, to tiger. To yeah, yeah, yes, keep returning. Return all the way back to your like a single cellular organism that can't be killed by the fucking forces mm -hmm. of nature. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like by these ugly, awful dog shit forces of like I called it the in the little the little Substack article. I called it the gnashing trillions. There's gnashing. There's trillions and trillions and trillions of things like you know vectors and and ugly, just void things that are trying to kill you. Six trillion ways to die. And. Yeah, there's will be six, Alex you know, trillion, 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 yeah. trillion ways to die. Five, <laughs> yeah. uh, five million ways to ki kill a CEO. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there's, but there was For one single-celled organism coup. that said, "Fuck that noise, I'm gonna exist." And then he's like, "What if there was two of me? That'd be crazy, right?" <laughs> and then you know what I'm saying? And like, that's literally the audacity of life itself. And to me, if you want to talk about like, you know, if all these nerds like they're not looking, they're looking back. They're looking backwards, but they're not looking back far enough to see, like, the reality of, like, we. there's a lot to learn from, like, these single-celled organisms that didn't exist, like, that essentially just created themselves, right? Or, like, maybe even if they were intelligently designed. Who cares? None of that shit matters. The fact is that we descend from them. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. somewhere in there, that DNA. Those traditions those traditions are, like, strong, too, and, like, fucking anybody that's like, hey, I, I'm going to, like, remake my body to mm -hmm. be, like, more in tune with what I am. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's I like that's where that's like the the homie stance on transhumanism, right? It's evolution. Trans people are evolution. Trans people are evolution. Yeah. The bodybuilders, right? <laughs> also, we're we're in the same. I was explaining to somebody that bodybuilders and people like that experience like trans dysmorphia very much have this like or dis gender dysphoria have very similar brain patterns. They're just doing it in different directions. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. body dysmorphia is the ability to look at yourself and not understand what you look like, right? And like that's literally it's it's very similar. I don't know because I've never experienced it, but from all my homies that have told me about it, it sounds exactly the same. It sounds like an ex same experience where like I don't know what I look like. My body feels wrong. It feels weird. I don't understand it, right? And like, yo, I like that's where I'm the transhumanist, right? more and more people should look at themselves and be how do i transcend how do i become better how do i become bigger yeah how do i become greater and it you know and not not in like a physical sense but like in this you know in the sense of all of them like every sense and one of the things one of the threads and in, in like a lot of the reading that i've done and a lot of the because i do I, I as you know like i follow a lot of evil nerds and a kind of know your enemy methodology and one of the things that a lot of people talk about is the the, the need to go from um, the the accident to the intentionality, and I think this is this is one sort of one sort of methodology or one sort of way of being that um, the homies could recuperate from the evil nerds is that notion that that the accidents of history could be could be conquered and changed. Um, the accidents yeah, of, no, of I, circumstance I, and birth, you know, we can we can now exercise some agency and intentionality over things like that. And they're talking about very different things. They're talking about the subjugation of nature and they're talking about resource extraction and all kinds of like exploitive relationships. But if it's about your relationship to yourself or the way you're changing your relationship to others, like that to me it seems like another like way of a more productive like conquest of time. We're gonna we're gonna make the future better than the past by taking control of these circumstances that were accidental or random, that were the results of the trillion gnashing, um, uh, uh, noisy, you know, forces of, of death and, and change them to our own ends. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm in the like, I, that's the thing that I, the evil nerds, man, I hate it because they get it, but they get it wrong. They get it, but they get it wrong. They get it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, they get, they it, know they the get it wrong, and the reason why they, they do, but they're they're so short sighted, right? It's it's the same the same thing that I uh, I talked about it on the podcast with um, Charlie, which is a great listen if you ever not you but whoever's listening, right? Uh, if you ever get a chance to listen to it, because I talk about this thing called the number go up, mm -hmm. like it's a, it's the feeling of number go mm -hmm. up, right? It's this like it's this motivator that oh I see the number go one up. one more follower. And a lot of these evil nerds. Yeah, yeah a lot life. of these evil nerds are are trapped, and I actually I've recently been calling. I like, I want to link this to to a recent experience I had yesterday too. Like the entire like idea of number go up is like what is trapping like so many different like progressive movements like that work for the Democratic Party. Like I I worked for I did a a, a paid like observational canvassing day for Working America mm -hmm. yesterday. Mm -hmm. Right, they're the like political um, organizing wing of the AFL-CIO, and what I saw was like honestly the I think probably the most politically cucked shit I've ever seen in my <laughs> life because it was a bunch of like it was a bunch of like idealist progressive nerds so like they're on the right they're on the right track right, and all they were obsessed was making number go mm. up. All they were obsessed with was how many more signups for Working America for the members list for the email did we get today? And like none of them actually sit back and think, well, yeah, we only send four emails a year, but like what does Working America do with these people's emails? How many of these emails are getting solicited? Like they're getting solicited by Nancy Pelosi and the Democratic Party apparatchik for more mm -hmm. fundraising now. Like, you know that those like these sales... are, they're basically like they're trapped as cogs inside the Democratic Party fundraising mm -hmm. machine. And so you've got a lot of people out here who are like, hey, sign our petition, get this thing done. You know, we're going to try to like hold like, like in my state, North Carolina, like we're going to try to hold politicians to account by signing this petition for unemployment benefits. You couldn't take over and, and force an issue in North Carolina with 70% of the popular vote. This is not a Democratic mm -hmm. state. You can't change things here by voting. 
like they have but 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 the entire office that they just opened up near me is entirely obsessed with just making number mm-hmm. go up like the van ride home it was just like hey how many signups did you get how many signups did you get how many doors did you knock like like all of that shit and it was like probably the most depressing 40 minute ride on the interstate i think i've ever had you want to you want to <laughs> like, be more depressed? but it's the same thing this it's the same thing it's like it's it's like it's it's nerds that it, like what i saw was like nerds either being like in the process of being drummed out or trans being transformed into evil mm-hmm. nerds like the field director had like gave me like a fucking 20 like he he would he's something i would i i would describe as like being an actual evil nerd like <clears throat> he's almost like lost his like humanity his able his ability to connect and i know this because he fucking did like a i shit you not 20 second long like thousand yard stare into the wall when he pulled me into the office separately happened to just mention because i was like yeah maybe i'll come back in a few weeks you know this might be the right thing for me and instead of trying to encourage me, he was like, you know, I can't take a maybe. I either need a, a solid yes or a solid no. Because, you know, it's really hard. It's really hard to, to manage people, you know, when you get to a leadership position. And, you know, it's, it's even harder to let them go. And, like, he just 20 yards stared into the wall. And I stood in, I stepped in front of him. I looked him in the eyes and I said, hey, man, you good? Are you all right? And then in the next fucking breath, when he like snapped back into it, accused me of not having enough peppy team spirit with a bunch of people that I've already met. Accused me of not caring about like caring and like outwardly caring enough about people that I had literally just met for the first time in my life like eight hours ago. Like, well, that's because you don't you don't fit the model of like uh, exactly what is it called. Um, that's <clears throat> the thing about evil nerds is that they want they want to not be normies which is crazy i want us to be because normies. they're turning they're it's crazy because they're turning themselves into normies by not wanting to be normies yes yeah exactly they're, like, and then they drum people like me who are like actually weird and actually different like that's not a that's that that workplace is not like it's not a safe place mentally for anybody who's any kind of neuroatypical mm-hmm. like i'm friendly to everybody i don't I, I have a hard time showing like emotion to people unless I've like warmed up to you, right? Because I don't know, I don't know what to expect from people, so I stay very distant. I stay, I stay very reserved until I can suss you out a little bit more, right? That's fine. That's a completely normal thing to do. <laughs> like, totally. it's it's not it's not an unnatural thing to do. If anything, what I would consider unnatural is when somebody I've just met is like, "Hey, hi, how are you? <laughs> We're gonna have a great day today." And it's like, you need to back the fuck up right now. You are a threat to me. Your <laughs> like, I am the fucking kid in the Simpsons bus going, "I'm in danger." <laughs> I see a couple aspects oh of of what I think of as the evil nerd mindset. There, the one is like zero-sum game like there's x amount of voters and if like we don't capture these voters they're going to be captured by somebody else like rather than you know a strategy that says like there's a bunch of people who like if they're not inspired to do something they're just going to stay home and do nothing and so there's there's not like x there's x plus like n amount of other out there that just doesn't fall onto your spreadsheet and then it's also like Mm -hmm. specificity and utility function like there's this need to define like, okay, what is this category? What box do I check here for this, for this interaction? You know, for this, like, mm-hmm. are you with us or against us? Like, we need to know whether you're in or out. You know, like, yeah. See, that was the other thing too. Is like, even while you're out canvassing, the entire system was built top to bottom. I need to know right now, after having met you for five <laughs> minutes, are you with us deal. or against yeah. us? And it's like, motherfucker, motherfucker, give me a goddamn pitch. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. G- you know, make me prove to me that you are worth it. And so I told the guy, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll come back August first, <laughs> absolutely. And like, the two things I didn't want to say. <clears throat> The two things that I didn't want to say to him that I was thinking were, one, I'm just trying to milk you for another right. 15 minutes of time mm-hmm. at this point, honestly, because I'm never coming <laughs> back. And two, you are piloting the husk of a 40-year-old like year old, like walking corpse like that is really just like a skeleton filled with trash and corpus. Like, you're not... You aren't doing anything. No agency. You're spinning your wheels here in the mud. 
you have exactly you have no agency all you're trying to do is make mm -hmm. number go up and then like the other thing too is like i was it was really kind of spooking me i was like because i was like legitimately thinking maybe this is something i could do you know maybe maybe you know the pay is pretty good you know it seems like they might actually like have some good projects that they work on and when we came back to the office at the end of the day i heard at least and i counted six people openly voicing fear of losing their jobs because they hadn't met quota for the last three days and i'm like cool this progressive idealist office has developed a more massive culture of fear than working for like a cutthroat tech company mm -hmm. out west mm -hmm. i do and not nobody made this. you do that you just because they're they going to be because like, it's it's, it's, uh, it's it's unrealistic expectations too because like your guys aren't going to hit fucking quota if their turf isn't being properly managed, right? Like, they sent us out to some, like, rich Republican suburb in, like, the outskirts of a major city, right? It's full of, like, weird tech guys and, like, like 30-year-old 30, 30 Republicans that have, like, three, like, F-150s <laughs> in the driveway. You know what I mean? That's not turf for a progressive campaign. Mm -hmm. If you it's, want turf for a progressive ah, campaign, your turf is the trailer park yeah. next door. Mm -hmm. Like, those people are interested in having things fixed because they've got it fucking rough. Especially because they are literally the, 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 the contrast, like, between the standards of living was so great. The trailer park was right next to this rich suburb, separated by a privacy wow. fence. Just a, a an eight-foot-tall wooden privacy fence runs the gamut. And it's like, those are the people you needed to fucking talk to. You didn't need to have us sitting out here talking to, like, all of these rich guys, like... Whose ideology is already captured. I knocked on 30, like, 30 or 35 doors or something like that. And I got as many hard no's as I did sign-ups. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't, like, yeah, sure. You can get some sign-ups there. The people I was hearing working the fucking trailer park turf, they were like, yeah, tw like, 18 out of 20 people answered their doors. It was mostly Spanish-speaking, and, like, all of them signed mm -hmm. up. Hell yeah. And it's um, like, that's, yeah, to, that's the turf you need to manage. If you want if you want to hit your numbers, if you want to hit your fucking quotas, that's what you got to do. I got to cut it short because I have to take my mom in at 1 o'clock for it. So it's like now, essentially. Oh, gotcha. Uh, but, Sorry, homie. No, it's all good. Uh, if you want to continue the conversation, please hang out for as long as you want. Um, I'm, I'm going to get out of here. But when I'm done, Ivy can send you the – tell you what to send the uh, – the – send it to the email Ain't shit show a fickle yeah and you can also send it to and I'll, I'll edit this up and get it out uh hopefully this sunday but uh thank you for your time i'll see you guys later see you marcos ivy are you see cool you to talk for like another 15 minutes yeah sure cool absolutely yeah <laughs> I've been playing that during like my my uh, classroom zooms, like uh, the uh, the supermarket music channels on like Spotify, when like people are showing up into mm. the into the classroom, mm. like when it's Zoom and every, that awkward moment Very where good. like people are coming but you don't know when to start. I just like play the supermarket music and they love it. Like, is, I mean, they've never been to a supermarket. People don't play this stuff at like moms. You no, get, like moms or Whole Foods, and they're playing like Nine Inch Nails or something. But like, everybody's still yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. Like, yeah, it's like um, everybody uses uh, everybody uses fucking cloud cover now. I think right. It's like this. Like um, somebody made basically like a streaming service specifically for like corporate. Mm -hmm. um, essentially, it's just like you open up like CloudCover.net or something like that, it's and just it just generic plays music a product. corporate approved. It's a corporate approved mm -hmm. playlist of just like um, fucking. Actually, if I Google CloudCover right now, CloudCoverMusic.com streaming music for business. The best way to stream legal music for business. <laughs> for the low, yeah. low price of. It's just like you, you just open a, you open a, you open a web browser. Oh, I'm sure it's the low, low price of like $568 million exactly. a month or whatever because it's corporate. <laughs> so everything's upcharged. But like, 
yeah you just put that on and then they, they've got like these different playlists you can do oh 2010s uh greatest hits uh pop contemporary um easy listening restaurant you know what i mean like everything's got these like curated playlists and some of them are okay but then like occasionally it'll be like rock alternative mm-hmm. and it'll be playing like nine inch nails from like 2007 you know what i mean and it's like and i show up right, you know I, right. you know i'm 44 years old i'm born in 77 i show up and i hear that i'm like okay you got me you got me like i'm in <laughs> I'm buying the Oh yeah, no. It was really funny. Yaki, you know. It was really funny. I went to uh I went to a thrift store um last week with uh with Abby, my girlfriend, and um they were playing fucking uh like new metal. Like they were playing corn and fucking slipknot and like system of a down over the radio and I was like fuck yeah dude <laughs> let's go because like I fucking I grew up in the mountains like listening to that shit. Like the like like a lot of like my love for like uh, like weird forms of metal like like <laughs> gent um not even metal rap just like it's the 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 guitar like riff styles um this is like very deep very bassy but very like clangy kind of like because you're you're hitting the strings so hard they're bouncing off the fucking guitar <laughs> you know what i mean so like a lot of that style um later evolved into me like liking a lot of like you know really fine like um like progressive metal occasionally if it's right but like especially things like gent um and like a lot of like more technical metals and and shit like that and i was like hell yeah bro this is yeah (laughs) got four pairs of shorts only one of them fit i gotta take the other three back but still (laughs) i have three pairs of shorts in total now which is pretty good (laughs) well i don't know how how um much you remember from like me talking in the group chat about uh about following the evil nerds is like a research project that's that's been like yeah i've been kind of like um i keep up with posters chat as best as i can a lot of you guys are, are really just active at the time that i'm mm-hmm. at work so like I'm, I'm kind of like browsing i'm looking i'm kind of absorbing half the time i'm not really sure what's going on but i'm kind of keeping up with it you know what i mean like i'm like yeah like all this nerd shit's kind of cool. I like listening to these guys talk about this. <laughs> this. This has really been, you know, cause my primary, my primary gig is teaching and I do writing and, and research in the summer. And this has really been like, it's been my like Netflix streaming is just to follow different mm. threads of strange internet drama at the congruence of, um, of people who are traditionalists, you know, which is, which, you know, as a lot of your listeners know is, is the like, fetishizing this idea about either medieval Europe or you know, Roman statue, you know, oh, PFDs yeah, yeah. and posting, posting yeah, only yeah, art yeah, by like European Greek statue white people, yeah, Greek shit. statue avatars and stuff, um, which are usually like, if you drill down, they're like deeply interconnected with like reactionary political accounts. When you go, yes. and one of my favorite tricks is to go, yeah. That sounds very similar to um not to yeah. cut you off or anything sounds very similar to this trend was like um this was a big trend um following the like YouTube skeptics mm-hmm. if you remember that um that kind of follows that a lot like um like Sargon yes, of Akkad exactly. and yeah. like um like uh Thunderfoot and all of that kind of like started that trend on YouTube and carried it over into uh Twitter like debate lords yeah. basically it's a different type of yeah. debate lord and it's it's but like they they're trying to do it from like a weird like conservative traditionalist aspect and the only reason they ever feel like they win is because they're so fucking gay and stupid that like half the time people are like hey you're gay and stupid I don't have and they're this like that means anymore. i won yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you giving up on my three hour uh three actually honestly three week long twitter <laughs> means i win <laughs> <laughs> in, in my world what happens in in like you know because my home field is is architecture and, and urban design a little bit and mm. in my world mm. what happens is like what'd you think of that um what'd you think of that that double uh repeat roman avatar thread about like oh things are getting too minimal <laughs> here's a bollard from like 1920 here's a me. bollard from 2020 yeah. look like how shitty this bollard is compared to the other bollard which has curves yeah, that's that's exactly Ooh. the thing, you know. And it's like, you know, what else is good about the other bollard? It's short. It's made of solid metal, and it's probably not going to bend over into your car when you hit it at high speeds. If you happen to hit it, it at was, high speeds, it seems like it's a little more designed for safety purposes. And it was probably produced by a robot at the cost of about twenty cents each, because it's just like one slice of 
a mile long cheap. piece of extruded aluminum you know like they just chop <laughs> yeah. it off right yeah like, so the, there's a whole like logic yeah of it's like that it's just escapes this like worldview. yeah yeah like not everything needs to be made by a fucking artisan you know what i mean especially when you're doing if you're doing like urban like city planning like you kind of need to do a lot of things at cost simply because there's not a lot of fucking money <laughs> that's put into urban city planning most of that money tends to go to like cops and like overhead like very little of that actually goes to see things like you know teacher salaries or like making sure that schools are adequately funded making sure the road the potholes aren't in roads you know making sure that like fucking there are wheelchair access ramps for fucking sidewalks and shit you and, know what and i this mean this is another place where where the evil nerds are are right about the diagnosis they're correct about like hey you know we do build our cities without a lot of concern for like what it's like to walk down the street the cities are built for cars primarily yeah. there are big blank walls yep. that just sort of kill your soul to walk past or there's just a sea of yep. parking and it's not like like mm -hmm. okay i go to europe and the old stuff is nice and friendly and go you go why can't you know, we make things like this anymore, but the undercurrent. Well, even a lot of even a lot of like the old stuff in Europe has been redesigned. Sometimes over the completely years. rebuilt. Like, like uh, my one of my favorite examples is is Paris. Basically, like the streets were so narrow and numerous that there was a massive public works project mm -hmm. undertaken. Basically, after the government realized, hey, it's really easy for people to just blockade these yep. fucking alleys and streets off because they're so small, and it was done specifically as an anti like anti protest anti-revolutionary tactic yeah exactly anti-riot uh tactic and then that was then transported over to the united states so we, but our reasoning was mostly so that way we could have like four lanes of traffic mm -hmm. on main street but like <laughs> you can trace that and this is this is totally my my territory like you can trace the the stuff that they did to paris in the in the 18th century under baron von Hausmann, who was the designer who did that you can trace it directly yeah. from hunting parks that uh that were designed for versailles and stuff where the reason why these these triangles exist is because you can position one person at the point of a triangle and you can control these lines of sight and just easily shoot down and whether it's a fox crossing mm -hmm. whether you're fox hunting and you're waiting for a fox to cross mm -hmm. that open space or whether you're waiting to kill some revolutionary rioters it's the same form mm -hmm. and the same logic that applies they just took it right from the hunting garden and applied it to the city yeah. Um, it's it's taking like taking it taking an industrialized approach to population <laughs> control basically adapting it from from hunting because like that's kind of like one of the major i think things that like if you want to talk about things that were lost because of like industrialization or whatever like lack of efficiency is something that i kind of admire mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like i i enjoy yeah. it when things are not particularly be efficient because it means i get to take mm -hmm. my time like not everything has to take the absolute minimum amount of time from point or to make point the number B. go up you know i i i enjoy i enjoy a meandering bike mm -hmm. path you know what i mean i enjoy a nice little footpath that happens to go over a bridge that is you know big and and weird and kind of out of the way because there's a cool view on the way and i'll get to like you know imagine that i'm like throwing rocks out in traffic or something like that and people take like, you know the these traditionalist accounts they they sort of bring people in with those stories about isn't this meandering path cool and isn't all this texture and detail and ornament like interesting and they they sort of take that as a starting point for a red pill that says like oh well what about traditional family norms what about traditional sort of right. power structures and political structures yeah so they, there's a sort of bait and switch i mean i'll be honest too is like and they're even cherry picking like if you want to talk about traditionalist family structures like a lot of the method of like raising children in like villages in europe and shit like that was uh children was, were simply just raised communal. by the village yeah. Like, you know, you had like, you, you like everybody was your goddamn mm -hmm. aunt and uncle. You know what I mean? Like the entire village was like kind of like your fucking family. You know, kids ran around and like were like, you know, had so and so down the street going, you kids don't need to be out here. I'm going to call mm -hmm. your mama. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like... this 1950s postcard <laughs> of like the nuclear family. No, and, like, yeah, no, I, I would like on. I would argue like the. Yeah, I would argue the like quote unquote traditional nuclear family. It's that's the aberration. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Like if anything, what yeah. you see with people like forming like polycules and mm -hmm. things like that, or like having like, you know, having a mom and dad that maybe don't get along, they share custody of the kids, they get along for the kids, you know, having like a, you know, stepfathers and stepmoms and things like that. I would like everybody like being involved in the kid's life, grandparents and all that shit. Like, like a lot of where I'm from, like traditional, like family structure, like from where I'm from in the mountains, like in the South, it's like, that's never really been nuclear. Like I was raised by, um, I was raised by my mm -hmm. mom's friends. I was raised by my mom. I was raised by my grandma. I was raised by whatever aunts and uncles happened to be around at the time. My uh, great aunt uh, Loretta would babysit us sometimes. Like my uncle, my great uncle Morgan would watch us sometimes. You know what I mean? Like we'd be. Uh, Fuck, um, like uh, Bob uh, Oren from church would sometimes watch us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was really just anybody that was available at the time because like, and, and we did this for other kids too. Like we would watch other kids from church and things like that too. Cause it was like, you know, so-and-so's got to be at court. So-and-so's got to be at work. So-and-so's coming over to play for a little while. And you don't, like you as a kid don't know why, but like your parents you and, yeah. and their parents mm -hmm. knew it was because they just needed some place to put the kid. <laughs> and that's not <laughs> legible to the, to the fake traditionalist, like evil nerd mindset that just wants to read everything in terms yeah. of like, who's in charge, who's second in charge, how's the hierarchy work, and who's on the bottom, you know, who's yeah. on the top and who's on the bottom. Yeah. I think that's a lot of like where the popularity of like um like right wing conservative like quote unquote you know intellectual dark web mm -hmm. thinkers or whatever like Jordan Peterson that's a lot of where the, like that popularity kind of came from was it was a lot of people that are like hey like recognize like the evil nerds recognizing that they're in a weird fucked up situation that isn't right but then being like well what is another situation and then listening to this guy who was like oh actually you know you need to you know clean your room and listen to your parents and you know you need to wash your penis bucko <laughs> and you know and it's like well if you think about it that was all the same shit your mom and dad were probably telling you just didn't, you. You just didn't listen want to that, listen so you're gonna hear this youtube guy instead. yeah did you see the the uh the yeah. take that woke activists they're like, did you see the, like we'll see who cancels who like, yeah i did could you, could you do that you do an amazing yeah, you do an amazing uh, dr peterson up, impression could you up, up yours woke moralists <laughs> we'll see who cancels who <laughs> We'll see who cancels who. <laughs> my favorite, uh, my favorite was that thirty-second edit of the video that was. See, was just like at the end. It was like first, breasts, 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 breasts. Second, come, 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 come. That isn't real. That's a serious disease. <laughs> I actually, I actually admit I have that saved in a tab because I haven't watched it yet. I haven't been ready to watch that one yet. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. It's really good. You got to watch that. It's like, <laughs> I want everybody to know I am not gay. I am only interested in women. But th this is, and it's funny. It's like, it's, it's uh, so, it, and the best thing you could do is maybe just, is maybe like ridicule it. But this stuff I think is more and more ascendant. Yeah, I, that, think, well, I that's think the, the only Zoomers good are thing into you it. Can. I think, I'm afraid that the Zoomers are into it more and more. Yeah, I, I don't know. Cause like, I'm really out of touch with like a lot of people. Like my, the only things I'm ever really in touch with are like really like local mm -hmm. issues, which is like one of the reason why like I really like keeping up with posters chat but a lot of it is stuff that I just don't really understand cuz I'm I'm not that in tune with it like You're I'm not more extremely in tune with like what's going on here <laughs> Yeah I'm well yeah, yeah. No, I'm not I can't be like I'm I'm more concerned now with like I used to be I used to be extremely online when I lived out in the mountains I was very isolated I didn't have like any real connection to like the outside world and now it's like well I work a shitty job all my coworkers are on board for this fucking union. We need mm -hmm. more stores mm -hmm. on board so we can actually take the company to task and like we can build like a real union here. Yeah. We could wow. unionize uh, other shops. We can turn this into a movement to unionize other shops on Franklin Street. So like that's wow. where a lot of my brain power is like focused now is like making connections with like the Starbucks mm -hmm. down the street. And it's like, well, what is this like uh, buns place, you know, um, that makes steamed buns? Like what do they think about uh, their mm -hmm. job? You know, what if we can like unionize like 30 percent of the service workers in this town to get things that we all want like you know for them to extend the good bus lines like wow. into the summer so they're not just running it mm -hmm. for the kids you know so they so we have like better safer bike lanes you know what i mean like 
a lot of things like that. And it's like, well, what if we could force hell? I mean, like it's against the law in North Carolina for like cities and counties to raise the minimum wage. But what if we could force our town to do that anyways and force North Carolina to mm-hmm. challenge it? Like, what if we wow. can, what if we could do like, like real okay, change? Let's bring this to court. Like, and so it's like, yeah, exactly. It's like, let's bring this to, <laughs> let's see what, let's see how they really feel. Let's see how far they're willing to go. And it's like, I, 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 I hope more people can get there in the future. Um, especially, especially in states like this, because that was one of my problems with working in America. Is like, cool, you guys want to sign everybody up as members. Members, you're not really a union force. You're about as you know toothless mm-hmm. as the DSA. Like, you aren't really trying to do that much to change like real politics on the ground. You aren't really trying to do that much to change like actual like people's lives on the ground. You don't pay people to organize. You don't pay people to salt. You know, you don't pay people to do anything that could have real immediate material effects on communities. So it's like, I mean, hell, they won't even support like local elections, mm-hmm. right? Like if Working America decided that instead of canvassing, because um, they have their office here where I live, but we were canvassing an hour away, right? In a completely different city, completely. Di- yeah, it's part of the research triangle or whatever, but it's like. It was an hour there wow. on the interstate. What if instead of that, what if they just sent us out into the mm-hmm. town that we're based in and we're like, hey, this is a local candidate that's running for city government. These are the issues they stand for. They're progressive in issues. And you guys are going to go canvas for this person. We're going to try to get this. We're going to try to help fix this mm-hmm. town mm-hmm. that we're in. And then we can Where grow from there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, that's why I said, like, that's why I think like that was like, that's, but that's, see, that's the, that's the democratic party. Like just in mm-hmm. a nutshell, basically is it's like, okay, cool. It's like the evil nerds. Like they know everything's fucked up. They know things aren't right. They know things are shit for everybody. And their analysis of it is completely mm-hmm. wrong. It's like, okay, well let's do things that worked 50 or 60 years ago. And it's like, that doesn't work anymore right like you're gonna you're gonna if like you bang those old drums you're gonna get like the few you know 70 or 80 year olds left that still remember fdr and 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 the new deals effects right most people alive today weren't Mm -hmm. alive for that like they don't have that in their memory they weren't there for that they don't remember unions they don't remember like working solidarity they don't remember you know people actually banding together for like a common cause like hell a lot of people like weren't even fucking alive during the fucking civil rights mm-hmm, protests mm-hmm. you know what i mean like and that was only 50 years ago right like which just seemed like such an what are you gonna do what are you gonna do for the people yeah yeah what are you gonna do for the people that were like born after mm-hmm. that like progress by definition has to keep moving forward you have to keep doing things you can't just bang old drums and say see progress in the past because that ain't progress anymore that's progress you made that's not progress you're making this is like what we were talking so about like, with yeah, like permanent like, revolution versus like temporary revolution and they go okay that's enough okay done exactly yeah, 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 yeah exactly 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 Exactly. That's really cool. And I'm, you know, like, you I'm know, like a theory. It's, it's really fascinating, like, how, like, like that Phil Ogg song from, like, the 60s, Love Me, I'm a Liberal. Like, how much of that still fucking rings true for the Democratic Party today? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, absolutely cracked. Sorry. What no, just saying? that it's it's inspiring to, like, talk with you and Marcos, and, and I should wrap up in a minute, but um, because, and to hear about this kind of stuff, because, I'm so, I'm so much, well, I'm a really like online, you know, like guy. And, and I'm also like a very, yeah. very much like a theory, like person. Like I joke with, I joke with my wife that like, I like to do gardening because it just makes you think about like metaphors, you know, like I like gardening for like, ah, like what is weeding really? You know, like why this, not this, you know, like, <laughs> and so to like, you know, it just like makes me think about ideas. So like hearing about, yeah. um, you know, the way, I like gardening uh, for, like, the simple reason of, like, just, like, yeah, 
this food is gonna fucking feed yeah somebody. exactly you know that's and cool like to me. this is not a weed this this dandelion even like, if it's just me yeah. if it's me and my girlfriend and our roommate like this 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 fucking watermelon i've got on the ground we're, we're gonna, gonna eat, eat this, this gonna be good it's someday gonna in the rock. future like we're gonna yeah. be sitting around this and we're gonna be all sharing it and it's gonna be an awesome experience yeah 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 this dandelion i go <laughs> this dandelion i can pull these leaves and i can go feed it to our pet rabbits like and they will love it like it's not a yeah. weed it's like yeah it's like a delicious salad for you know our, our rabbits yeah and it's like to hear yeah to hear like what you're saying about organizing and what marcos is saying about like mutual aid for the homies like it's really it's really gratifying and and fascinating to like just just for me to to hear and think about as a way of grounding like the kind of theory stuff so i really appreciate that's also why i appreciate like hearing and thinking about the homies in the podcast because like i know you all are like real buddies and you actually like do help each other out and we'll share that watermelon like not yeah. in theory but in practice yeah yeah that's dope it's cool um like we always say uh like homies is the ideology of having friends is having good, friends actually. is good which is a revolutionary <laughs> notion you know like 2022 it is yeah. honestly it is because like you've got a lot of people that are like like if I could, like, cite the working America thing again, like, a lot of the actual people on the ground, like, they're very friendly mm -hmm. with each other. Like, there's a lot of, like, camaraderie or whatever. They know each other. They talk to each other. They care about each other's lives. You know, they've been working with each other for, like, a month or two, you know, some of them, because it's a new office. You know, a lot of them are very outwardly friendly, upbeat people. Mm -hmm. That's cool. But they're being, like, ran into the ground by these awful ghouls, like, above them and just, like, churned out of this machine. Like, it's no different than the fucking, like, corporate mm -hmm. cookie place that I work for. That just, it, it sucks up labor, that it, it doesn't appreciate you, and then once your soul has been sufficiently drained to the point you can't maintain it anymore, it kicks you out and finds somebody else to take your place. Extractivist utilitarian like, mindset exactly and and neither one of them are doing anything good with that that human soul that they're harvesting like one of them is is you know uh like just mercilessly like grinding people into pulp for cookies and the other one is you know mindlessly grinding people into pulp for democratic party fundraising which for a spread, doesn't do for a anything spreadsheet somewhere. <laughs> like exactly like it, i mean at that point it's like i feel better about the cookie place because at least some material value is being produced here at the end of the day people are still walking in buying cookies and walking away mm -hmm. happy <laughs> like what do you get out of the fucking democratic party fundraising <laughs> like nancy pelosi gets to like live off of her biochemical feeding tubes like for another Another, you know week fill or another fill or another prison like yeah 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 like she like you know some they get to go see fucking horse races in napoli or whatever the fuck like cool 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 guys all right great uh we're poor and starving but sick <laughs> yeah anyways it was really good talking with you fred i, was I really good talking with it. you ivy i was <clears throat> talking with marcos earlier I, I really think this stuff is a battle for the future and it, it matters a lot Thank you.